Business's Big Podcast. It's the marketing podcast for podcasters. Build a big podcast. I'm David Hooper. This podcast all about growing your audience, not just your podcast audience, but also growing your podcast audience, making a podcast that people care about, making a podcast that people talk about, tell others about, and making a podcast that makes your mother proud. This is the audio edition of my weekly newsletter. That is called Big Podcast Insider. You can find it at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This is issue number 169. Here's what we're going to talk about. There's no security in podcasting or anything. Pitching sponsors? Know these five things. Free music for Facebook and Instagram content? Maybe just this once. $500,000 from a podcast? Yes. Here's how. Also, some classified ads, things that will help you make a better podcast, grow your podcast, get people talking about your podcast, and make more money with your podcast. This episode of Build a Big Podcast brought to you by Riverside.fm, virtual studio that makes recording and editing at the highest quality possible, accessible to anyone. It still blows my mind that we can do this, that I can be in my closet, five by eight closet, 40 square feet, talking to anybody with an internet connection, and it sounds like I'm in the same room or the same closet. Not only do you get that with Riverside.fm, you also get a feature called Magic Clips. This transforms your long-form recording into bite-sized clips with a single click. You can automatically add captions and subtitles to your videos. It is perfect for social media. And I'm talking about any social media that you use. You can rework, select the right size and layout, change backgrounds, finish off your clips in a way that suits your needs or whatever way you please. So if you want something a little bit more laid back for Instagram, Facebook, and a little bit more serious for LinkedIn, Riverside.fm has you covered. You can check it out for free. Here's how to do that. Riverside.fm. Go there right now. You can sign up for a free account. They'll give you a couple of hours to look under the hood, kick the tires, get an interview or two in. Use the Magic Clips AI. Get those social media clips. See how you like it. If you want to stick around, I've got a discount code for you. Again, the free account is at Riverside.fm. That discount code, it's going to get you 15% off. That's Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That URL again, Riverside.fm. The discount code to get you 15% off. Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All those things that I mentioned that I covered in the newsletter that I'm covering on this podcast, where I'm going from thing to thing to thing to thing, because it's all about podcasting, growing your audience, building an audience, making more money. You're going to hear this in between. That's how you know I've moved on. Everything's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Again, this issue, number 169. Ready? There's no security in podcasting or anything. This is a buzzkill for some, I know. I think it's worth mentioning though. It is very easy to get online and think that some other guy has it easier than you do. Some other guy is making more money. Some other guy has more listeners. Some other guy has more security than you do. I've been self-employed for over 25 years. And during that time, I have learned a lot of lessons. Maybe the biggest lesson is that there is zero security in anything other than our tenacity to keep going. And even that is difficult to maintain. I think about this all the time. One, how did I get here? Did I just get lucky? But under that is, am I going to be able to keep doing this? I'm 51 years old. I've been doing it for over 25 years. How much more of this can I do? Weekly episodes, more than weekly episodes. I've got a daily newsletter. I've got a weekly newsletter. I've got a brand new book coming out. I've got a syndicated radio show. I've got pre-interviews 
for this podcast and all the podcasts that you will hear me on, not the radio show, I do the editing and the post-production myself. That's not because I can't hire it out, but it's because that forces me to listen to myself, to hear my patterns, to figure out what it is that I need to improve on. It is very easy to simply record a podcast, hand it off to somebody else. I mean, whew, I'm okay. I sounded great. <laughs> I learned that from the radio show. I was talking to my engineer. He was editing the program at the time. He said, man, I really think you should sit with me and listen to what it takes to put this into a format that goes out to radio. It was eye-opening. And ever since then, I've been editing my own stuff. I think anybody who has done this, meaning podcasting, content creation, spreading a message, writing books, doing any kind of entertainment, filling venues, selling tickets, if you do it long enough, you're going to have ups, you're going to have moments where you feel comfortable, and you're going to have moments where you feel extremely uncomfortable. There are certainly those times, a couple of times that I can think of offhand, where I really thought I had everything figured out. I thought, woo, okay, time to relax, man. I put all this time in, I'm good. And maybe I did have things figured out for a brief moment. But everything around us is changing. Because of that, we have to constantly stay in our toes and also be changing. Then you start to question, oh, maybe I got lucky. That's what I was talking about. I think about that all the time. Did I just get lucky? Or maybe I was fooled by randomness. I guess that's luck. Fooled by randomness. Let me give you an example of that. You know anybody who's made a lot of money in Bitcoin? Do you know anybody who's lost a lot of money in Bitcoin? I knew a bunch of Bitcoin geniuses, man. Oh man, Bitcoin, this is where it's at, baby. Let's do it. Putting all their money into it. I know a dude. Had two houses. Put a second mortgage on one of them, all in Bitcoin. Then what happened? It tanked. Lost his second house. Now he's trying to stay in the first one driving Uber. It's dangerous, man. People think the big danger of self-employment is lack of security. And yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There is lack of security. But I think the bigger danger is that when we do get lucky, and again, you're going to get lucky and you're going to have those good times if you stick it out long enough, that you start to believe your own hype. Oh man, you got this figured out. I don't know if we do or not. What I do know is that if you keep moving forward, the more of these good situations that you'll have. Keep showing up. If you remember one thing from this episode, I want you to remember this. If you're looking at another podcaster and you think that that guy's got it figured out, you are wrong. He or she, 2024 now, guys, women are podcasting. <laughs> he, she, they, them. Nobody's got it figured out. But welcome to the arena. You're here with some great people, all of us getting banged up, and also some of us getting lucky from time to time. If you need help with this, I've got a group. I call it Big Podcast AMP. It stands for Audio Monetization Program. I made it just for you. Bigpodcast.com slash AMP. A lot of people come in because they want the marketing tricks. You know, hey, give me a bigger audience. But the reason they stay, and I think the most valuable part of the program, is that you find that you're not alone. 
you find other people that are working just as hard as you are. And you find people who love it just as much as you do. I think that can be tough and that can be isolating. You have those friends, oh man, don't talk about your podcast again. Maybe it's your spouse. How awful would that be? You're super enthusiastic and your spouse just doesn't get it. But don't put that burden on your spouse, man. Find other people. Your spouse doesn't have to be everything to you. Go outsource that. I got you covered. If you're not ready for that, no problem. Got some other free stuff that we're going to cover in this issue. It's going to keep you moving forward with your podcast. I got more thoughts, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Again, issue number 169, if you go in there and look in this up. Let's go. Pitching sponsors, know these five things. I've got an article, I've got it linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It talks about podcasters who are pitching sponsors and they want to know these five things. I'll run through the list and we'll dive in deeper. One, when should you consider approaching sponsors? Two, how many per episode downloads do you need before you can approach sponsors for branded content? Three, what information should you include in your pitch? Four, what proof do sponsors want? This means, do they want screenshots of download numbers? We'll talk about that. Five, how much should you charge per ad? Let's go through these. One, when should you consider approaching sponsors? If you've got something that you're going to stick with and you are a person who has been in your market for a little while, there's no problem with you taking a sponsorship deal from the very, very beginning. I talked about the syndicated radio show. It's called Music Business Radio. One of the ways that I got that is I walked in with a $5,000 check from a sponsor. I certainly wasn't the best radio host when I pitched this show, but I sounded a whole lot better walking in with that check. It proved that what I was talking about had some legitimacy to sponsors, and that's what runs things in radio. You can do the same thing with your podcast. Do you know somebody that you can go to who believes in you, who shares the same audience that you do, the same audience that you're going to attract through your podcast. Maybe that's a better way of saying that. Can you work out something so you're able to jump in with your podcast with a sponsor from episode one? How much to charge? We'll get into that. It doesn't necessarily have to be that much. I was able to do that because of broadcast radio, because of reputation, because of the balls to ask for $5,000. <laughs> Don't think that you've got to get a lot of money. I do think you should get some money. Maybe what you want to do though, if you think about payment, is not the money, but simply having a sponsorship there so you can go and sell other sponsorships. So if you've got somebody that you've got a reputation with and you say, well, hey, would you let me do ads for you for free? Would you give me an endorsement? Would you introduce me to some other people maybe? I mean, maybe that's your payment. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. For some people, that could be much more than any money, especially if you're on the lower end. Something to think about to wrap this up. When should you consider approaching sponsors now? Go ahead and do it now. Make it happen now. And you can figure out the payment. Again, it doesn't have to be money, but make it something you feel good about and that your first sponsor is going to feel good about as well. Number two, how many per episode downloads do you need before you approach sponsors for branded content? I had none. I had none. The broadcast tower is going to reach a certain amount of people. So that probably helps. With podcasting, you don't have that. But I don't think you need a specific amount of people who you need is the right people. Again, if you've got a reputation, this is going to help with that. But if you've got very specific content for a very specific audience, you're going to be able to get more money from that. The other thing that you've got when you're going to approach a sponsor is you could say, I will produce these ads. You can use these ads. 
in your other marketing, not just on my podcast, but you can take it to social media. It's a professionally produced ad. You heard one at the beginning of this episode. They can use that ad in any way they want to. That is the deal. And that's good for me. It'll be good for you if you connect with the right person. I want people to throw my voice out there to a bigger audience than I have. In a way, that promotes me just as much as it promotes them. If you can do this right, this is how these deals are going to work. You get something out of it. They get something out of it. It's not simply a cash grab. Number three, what information should you include in your pitch? I'll tell you about the first pitch that I had. I said, I've got this idea. You've known me for a while. I want to take what I'm doing with a live event. I had a live event at the time, a big conference, thousands of people coming to town. And I said, instead of having them come to me, I'm going to go to them. I'm going to do it via a radio show. That was the pitch. I would like you to come on board with me. Here's how I think you will benefit. That's a big one. How are you going to benefit? And how they benefit is their message to the right people. Not necessarily a lot of people, but the right people. Now, the more of those right people you've got, the better off you're going to be. That's what I would include in the pitch. I just pitched a company, did a mock-up ad. I said, here's what this is going to sound like. This is a company I'm familiar with. I know the guy. I've got a relationship with him. I said, here's what I'm thinking. Send him the mock-up ad. He goes, man, I would love to do something with you. I can't do it now, but let's talk in September. That's when the money loosens up for the next year. This is a long-term plan. This is why you want to start pitching now because you don't know when they're going to have money. You don't know when they're going to be ready to do stuff. But you need to let them know what the idea is. Hopefully you've already got it going, who the audience is, and let them know how you show up and how you understand their product. That helps me a lot with any of my stuff that involves audio, podcasting, musicians. I am in the trenches and I've been in the trenches for a long time. So people trust me. I can get on and I can talk about their product. One, because I'm using it usually. When I get on here and I talk about Riverside, I'm looking at their bullet points and I could read them out for you, but it doesn't matter. I'm reading them, but I'm also adding my own stories. If you listen to the last episode, there's a Riverside ad. And I said, I just finished out an interview with a guy from Los Angeles. My producer, he's in Wyoming this week. That's a real world situation of how you might use Riverside. You've got people distributed all around the world. You're in your five by eight closet like I am. I can bring those stories, bring that experience, bring that knowledge into the ad. That helps you sell ads. And then when you've got that right audience, that helps you bump up how much money you can get. That's the information to include in your pitch. Number four, what proof do sponsors want? Screenshots? Uh, yeah, you could do that if you wanted to. I don't do it. That's because I'm not selling by CPM, cost per thousand. That's the problem podcasters get into. I'm selling based on my reputation, my knowledge of the product, my experience working with the products or products like that, my relationship with the audience, the trust I have with the audience. That's what you're selling. You're not selling getting in front of a specific number of people. If people just wanted to get in front of a specific number of people, you could buy ads all day long on Facebook, Google, go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) That'll get you in front of a ton of people. You're getting people in front of a specific audience and you're delivering your message to that specific audience. That's what you're selling. That goes back to number three. What information should you include in your pitch? Talk about that. Don't talk about just the numbers. Yeah, throw them in there, okay? That's a secondary thing. That's the subplot. What people are really buying is you, your understanding, your reputation, your relationships. Number five, how much should you charge per ad? I would do a flat rate that you feel good about. 
maybe that's $50, maybe that's $500, and I'm talking per ad, that you feel good about, it is worth your time to do that ad. And I would set up an agreement for 10, 15 ads minimum. What you don't want as a podcaster is to go from one sponsor to the next sponsor to the next sponsor. This is a long-term play. And it's not just for the people that you're advertising, but it's also for the people listening to you that are thinking about advertising with you. That's one of the big reasons to have these contracts because if they hear you going from sponsor to sponsor to sponsor, they think, ah, this advertising must not work. Well, it does work, but it's not a one-time thing. You don't just make a decision after seeing something once. You got to think about it. Your audience needs to think about it too. Plus with podcasting, your listeners are hearing an ad. They may be in the car at the gym. They can't just click on something, can't call on something, visit a website. Hopefully they'll remember it, but they're more likely to remember it if they hear it multiple times. I'm not one of these guys that takes an average person seven times before they act. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, but repetition matters. That's why on this podcast, you hear me say newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I actually heard Dave Jackson mention me. (laughs) You know Dave Jackson's School of Podcasting? (laughs) He's got a podcast called Ask the Podcast Coach. I was just listening to it before I came into the studio tonight. And he was joking around about that. Because, man, yeah, he's got that thing on lock. (laughs) Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. There's a reason that I do that. I want you to go see the written newsletter and then click on the things that I'm talking about, including the ads. It is a whole lot easier for you to access that stuff at newsletter.bigpodcast.com than it is to remember it as I'm speaking it to you and then go there. You don't hear me giving a bunch of links on this podcast. I mean, maybe I talk about subscriptions. Sometimes I'll talk about Big Podcast AMP, but most of the time, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And that is the reason. Final thing here, if you want sponsors, go for it. It's never too early to reach out to people and companies who would make good partners for you and your podcast. You're going by their timing not yours. It's a long game. You show up in January, they're not ready till September, but keep showing up and eventually you're going to get those sponsors that you want. You want more thoughts on this? You want the link to the original article? You know where, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Free music for Facebook and Instagram content. You might've seen this recently that some major labels, major publishing companies, people who own the master recordings that you use on social media are saying, no way. You can't use these on TikTok. You can't use these on Instagram. We're taking our music and we're going home. Well, that's a great opportunity for independent artists and there are a bunch of them. You can use them for free. I'm talking acoustic, ambient, blues, classical, country and folk, dance and electronic, hip hop, rap, holiday, jazz, pop, R&B and soul music, rock, world music. You will find something that you like. Again, royalty free. That is what this license gives you. You can use it on any meta property, Facebook, Instagram. If you do any kind of social media on these properties, that is a good deal. I've got the link at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I also have an article for you. It's called How to Pick Good Podcast Intro Music. All music is not equal. And as you heard me mention, this is the business that I came into. Something I don't talk about here a lot, but I might've mentioned it before. Used to do film and TV music supervision, meaning that I'm the guy who licenses the songs for film and television. I pick the intros, I pick the love scenes, I pick the action scenes. I've done that with several projects over my career. Just fell into it, really. It started out, I had a lot of connections and people were like, yeah, could you clear this music for us? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then kind of jumped into it. Anyway, it's a fun gig. I know music and I know good music. And there is some of it here linked for you that you can use for free at where? Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Issue 169. 
Maybe just this once. A couple of thoughts on skipping episodes. You've done it, haven't you? Yeah, we've all done it. We've all done it. I think it's fine to skip releasing an episode from time to time. That's my first thought. Second thought, you don't need an excuse if you want to skip an episode. If you need a break, take it. The problem with skipping episodes is that it's easy for it to become a habit. And the more episodes that you skip, the harder it is to get going again. I did an interview with Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull. And Ian's in his 70s now, maybe in his 80s. Still doing maybe 150 gigs a year. I said, Ian, what are you doing, man? You sold tens of millions of albums. You've got all these radio hits that I know are bringing in a lot of performance royalties. But you're still on the road like half the year. What are you doing? He said, if I fall off the bike, I'm not going to be able to get back on. Momentum. So he just never stopped. And he likes it. He likes it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take a break. But it is very easy once you fall off the bike to not get back on it. One of the things that I found helpful for consistent publishing of this podcast, Build a Big Podcast, was setting up a system where I had to release weekly episodes to keep up. This episode, that is part of that system. It's connected to the newsletter. You know, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. <laughs> I committed to that. For some reason, I thought that was going to be easier for me to do that than this. I mean, both of them are a lot of work. But I thought, well, I've got all this stuff in the newsletter. I want to add some more thoughts to it. It's easier for me to speak them than write them sometimes. Why not put these two ideas together? Episodes like this keep the written newsletter going out. The written newsletter keeps episodes like this going out. That's the big lesson here. Set yourself up to win. Maybe that's hiring an editor. Maybe it's setting up a permanent space to record your podcast so you don't have to put up and tear down your equipment each time. Maybe it's doing shorter episodes, switching from interview format podcasts to solo ones. I'd love to have your thoughts on this. How are you setting yourself up to win? What have you put in place to make sure that you've got what you need to release great episodes? Let me know. You can do that via Mastodon, Blue Sky, or Threads. And the links to those? Yeah, you got it newsletter.bigpodcast.com. 500,000 dollars from his podcast. Let me rephrase that. Like a question. 500,000 dollars from his podcast? Yes, here's how. Lenny Rachitsky started a newsletter in 2019. In 2022, he started a podcast. Today, between them both, he makes over a million dollars a year. He's written out the complete details of how he made it happen. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's issue number 169. Here are two important elements to consider. One, he came into podcasting as a known person with an existing audience. I talked about that as far as making money with sponsors. If you are known, one, sponsors are going to know you. But also, the audience that sponsors are paying for, they are going to know you as well. So coming into podcasting as a known person with an existing audience, that helps. Two, his publishing frequency is two episodes per week. I'll get into that. I talked about both of these things in the previous episode of Big Podcast Insider, also the audio edition. So if you're not subscribed to this podcast, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe, that will get you that last episode. It's nice to have Lenny as an example of this because he is doing these things very well. When it comes to being a known person, I want to be very clear on this. You do not need to be famous. That's not what that means. I'm talking about stature. 
And that stature is pretty easy to establish if you're willing to get your hands dirty. Personally, I do that via this newsletter. I've got daily podcasting related emails. That's at daily.bigpodcast.com. I've got a couple of books on podcasting with a third one on the way. All of those things help me build this podcast. Live events, speaking engagements, panels. They help me to grow this podcast. The reputation I have from broadcast radio. That helps me build this podcast. My experience with audience building, not just for podcasters, but for people in the entertainment industry. That helps me to build this podcast. As far as publishing frequency, two episodes a week is a good, happy medium. It's not going to overload you. It's not going to overload your listeners. These seven-day-a-week podcasts, not going to work for most formats. Maybe news, something that's timely. You got to get it out. And even those, those are short. Listen to Up First by NPR, for example, six days a week. You're in and out, 12, 13 minutes. It's not an hour-long podcast every day. And it is very timely. It is what you are dealing with now. So if you're thinking, well, if two is good, six times, that's three times better. Maybe for some formats. For some formats, one is plenty. It really just depends on your genre, your audience, the access people have to the internet to download your podcast, how much time they have to listen to your podcast. But overall, ask your podcast media host, what is the frequency of the podcasts that you see that are really growing? And they're going to say, a couple times a week. That's a good rule of thumb. Will it work for you? Try it. A couple times a week. Do it for a month or two. See if it works. It is certainly much better than not publishing. People always give the example of hardcore history. Well, that guy's episodes are eight hours long. He only does about two or three a year. All right. Try that. Let me know how it works for you. That guy didn't really have a podcast. He's basically got an audio book or an audio documentary. And he's distributing it like a podcast. For you, two times a week. Question for you. What non-podcasting things are you doing to help build your podcast? I want you to reach out and let me know. You can do that via Mastodon, Blue Sky, Threads. This is issue number 169. You can find the links at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Classified ads for you. Swell AI automates podcast writing summaries, articles, social posts, and more. You can manage multiple shows in one dashboard. Build custom templates for each show. If you transfer files via Google Drive, Dropbox, or Zoom, Swell AI can automatically take those episodes, give you automated episode notes, give you a list of all the links that you've mentioned during the episode. It is a very handy tool. You can get started for free. And the link that you need to get it, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Podpage. You need a website for your podcast? Yeah, you do. You can join over 25,000 podcasters and automatically create a beautiful listener-friendly podcast from your RSS feed. How easy is that? You give them your RSS feed. Just like subscribing to a podcast. Instead of putting it in your podcast player, you give it a pod page and automatically you get a great looking website for your podcast. Each episode has its own page and all those episode notes that you made with Swell AI, you will see them there. It's very cool. It's the simplest way to create a podcast website. You can try it for free. I've got a special link for you. That's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, when you're ready, here's how I can help you even more. If you want the shortcut to building a podcast that people care about, this is what I can do for you. I mentioned it earlier. I've got something called Big Podcast Daily. These are short daily emails to help you build an audience, attract clients, and make money in podcasting. That's free. Also free, the Podcast Growth Toolkit. I call it the Swiss Army Knife of podcasting. It's going to help you come up with episode titles that get downloads. I've got a music clearance form so you can make sure that you're legal with the music that you're using. I've got a lot of stuff in there. It's going to help you build a better podcast. It's going to help you build a podcast that people care about. 
and it's going to help you get more downloads for your podcast. Both of those things are free. You can find them at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you got a little bit of money, I got something called Big Podcast Amp. I mentioned this earlier. That's the audio monetization program. It's personalized coaching for indie podcasters to help you grow your podcast audience and build your authority, brand, and reputation. And what I mentioned earlier is worth repeating. One of the things you get is you get connected with other people who are in the arena. People who are working just as hard as you are. People who see you and the hard work that you are doing and want to help you along with it. We are all in this together. It is difficult at times. It's nice to have a friendly face or a group of friendly faces of people who understand you and know what you're going through. You can check it out. I've got it linked at bigpodcast.com slash amp. One more thing. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, that will make sure that you never miss an episode. I've made it easy for you. There are three buttons on this page. There's one for iPhone, one for Android, one has an RSS feed. You pick the way that you want to receive your podcast. I get you each and every episode, all of them for free. You can unsubscribe at any time. You can do this at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. You have one of these pages yourself, right? If you don't, check out the one I'm using, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Feel free to swipe the copy. Put your podcast in there instead of mine. That's okay. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That'll let you do it. Go there, subscribe before you forget, and I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.